God is still God. That's what I call today's talk. God is still God. And I'm assuming I'm focused and I know what I'm saying. And because uh, I, I believe this with all my heart. God is still God no matter what we're doing. No matter what's going on in this world, God is still going to be God. And, and I was reminded of a good friend this week who's angry at the events. And he said, he said that doesn't mean we get to sit around and be passive and just do nothing. Well, God will take care of it. Well, yes, but God will do it through our feet. God will do it through our thoughts. God will do it through all of us coming together in truth, in love. Uh, it, it's not complaining. God's not going to do it through our complaining. And, and, and so we have to think about that. But what is God? So I looked up what is God because I wanted to get what some of our antecedents and new thought. And Charles Fillmore, Unity, said, God, the creator, the infinite, the eternal. God is not person, but principle. God is the underlying, unchangeable truth with whom can be no variation, neither shadow that is cast by turning. God as principle is absolute good, expressed in all creation. When men know God and worship in spirit and truth, they recognize God as this great goodness, omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent. Now, uh, oh gosh, I went blank on his mind. Religious science. Ernest Holmes, Ernest Holmes, ding, ding, ding. Ernest Holmes. And definitions of God, he says, the first cause, the great I am, the absolute, the one and only spirit or the creative energy, which is the cause of all visible things, love, wisdom, intelligence, power, substance, mind. God is the only presence and power and has no opposite. Now, this is true. I, I do believe that God is the only visible power and has no opposite. Now, we see a lot of things going on that seem like not God. And my teachers have told me, do not say, oh, God, God, that's God, and that's God, and that's good, that's good. I'm not here to, I'm not going to tell you that someone you love has been hurt, and oh, that's good, praise God. I, I, can't, I don't want to do that, and I think it, it lacks empathy, quite frankly. And I, and I, I don't want to say... How is it I don't want to say this? Or is it that I do want to say it? Okay. God is still God. And I will not change God. I will not change your divine nature. I will not change my divine nature. But I can help all of us to shift our thinking. If thought is cause, and remember, it's not that thought may is the cause of events happening. My thoughts are how I experience the events. And that's what I need to keep focusing on. How do I want to experience this? And I am safe to experience my grief that human beings seem to be so wildly unkind to themselves and to each other right now. Uh, it's, it's in, in our belief that we are under attack, we put fences around our house. In our belief that we are under attack, we hurt people who aren't trying to hurt us. In our belief that we are under attack, we make, we make a stand for something for things we don't believe in, but we would like other people to think we believe in them. In our belief that we are under attack, 
And the problem is, we don't have to be under attack. None of us, absolutely none of us have to be under attack. But for me, I will have to stop attacking people in order to help you not be under attack. And I will have to stop attacking myself. Remember what I said about that, that third step prayer from the 12 step fellowships, that, that the line that the part of the prayer that says, relieve me of the bondage of self. And what is the bondage of self? Well, for me, it, it's it, well, part of it, it, a lot of it, actually all of it, is that I think the world revolves around me. That is the bondage of self. That I think you're thinking about me. But the bondage of self is also that I think you somehow want to take away some piece of my good. And we see people, especially right now, it seems like a lot of people are taking away a lot of people's good. And, and, I, and I've, I've seen some cruel, state, cruel, cruel statements on Facebook. It shocks me, the, the, the lack of empathy from people I know and like a lot. And some of the things that they have stated on Facebook, it's, oh my gosh, do you not have any empathy for what? other people are going through? Have you forgotten your brotherhood, your sisterhood? Have you forgotten God in all this? Have you forgotten your own humanity in all this? We're, I, and I understand we're all dealing with our own outrage, but we're also dealing with each other's outrage. And we have to step up. I, I believe, I believe we are all connected. I believe we are all one. And I know from my own experience how easy it is to forget that. Because you see, we're all dressed up in different bodies. We're all dressed up in different clothes. And we have opinions about different bodies. We have opinions about different clothing and stuff. That's why there's so many stores, which I have missed a lot during this time. But, you know, and so we want to dress up this this body to give a certain impression. And sometimes, you know, we'll dress it up to look innocent. We will dress it up to look important. We will dress it up to look frightening so that nobody will come at us. Some of us dress up as a clown on, on most days. Uh, you know, we, uh, that's me. And, and so, you know, we, we dress, I, you know, I try to dress up funny. And so maybe we'll smile more. Maybe we'll laugh more. It gives me more joy to look in the mirror and see clown clothes. And so it's just clothing. As I said recently, RuPaul is the one that says that we're all born naked and the rest is drag. Because we put on our drag to hide our God selves. Few people put on drag to reveal their God selves. A lot of people put on drag and don't even know they're putting on drag. They're just finding something that is clean enough to put on because they're, they're, that's not their thing. You know, they're not thinking, ooh, who am I going to impress or who am I? They just do it. And, and that, that's another way for them to hide. But most of us, our clothing hides us more than reveals our spirit, more than uh, reveals our true nature. But most of we don't want to see everybody's true nature, quite frankly. Keep, keep clothed, people. And, and so to 
think about that really oh am i dressing to show my god self or am i dressing to hide my god self now there are many churches who would tell you in order to be your god self to respect you have to dress up and put on a hat there are others who uh you know you have to put you have to wrap yourself all up in order to be respectful of god and there are others who say i don't care i'm going in a tank top or and a pair of shorts and that's fine too are you showing your god self today are you showing your light now speaking of light i want to talk about something here we talk about turning on the light all the time let your light so shine turn on the light that ye may see well we have turned on our light and this is what we're seeing and a lot of it's not so pretty now all this is going to heal Trust me, all this, this mess we see in this world right now is going to heal. And there's a lot of mess. There, I, as far as I'm concerned right now, there's more mess than there is uh, peace and uh, tranquility. And a lot of people don't. And I've been told, I don't, don't want to talk about politics at church. And I'm not talking about politics at church. This has nothing to do with politics. This has to do with uh, fear and discomfort and our poor upbringing for some of us and marginalization and uh, race and bigotry and prejudice and and we've shown we're shining the light on all of it and the reason we're shining we turned on the light so that we can see it and by seeing it we can't stay asleep to it so we're gonna have to heal it we're just going to have to heal it. You say, you see, eliminating people will not heal it. We must go within and look at ourselves and say, oh, how would I heal my belief that I am separate from my brothers and sisters? How would I heal my belief that I'm under attack from my brothers and my sisters? How, how will I heal my thoughts that God is somehow absent I, I, I was writing to someone this morning. They were upset. Uh, a minister, I know Jim Rosemurky, who's a wonderful unity minister. He's now retired. But he, he was, he's writing about a lot of stuff that's going on. And I guess it was in some of the replies, the word hate came up. And one woman was very upset. She said, look at how much the word hate comes up in these responses. How can you write this? And, and he wasn't writing about politics, he, although he may have been writing about some politicians. And, and so he... And, and I, uh, I, I reflected on that for a little bit, and I, and I thought about it, and I thought, hmm, hate, 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 hate. Oh, I see. And, and my thought is, how do we get to the Jesus, Jesus two commandments, which is love God, love neighbor, love self, and those are supposed to be happening simultaneously. And I have some people who will swear they love God, but they hate their neighbor. Well, I don't hate my neighbor, but I, I you know, I'm not. We're not speaking, and it's like. I got to deal with what I hate in God and what I hate in myself. My neighbor aside, my neighbor's only there as a reminder of what's what I'm allowing to stay missing in me. And so how do I love God? How do I really love God? God's not a person. How do I love good orderly direction? How do I go about loving divine principle? How do I go about loving spirit? How do I go about loving the Christ awakened in me? How do I go about loving the super conscious mind awakened in me? 
How do I go about doing that? Well, let me tell you how. You go within again and you ask. You don't ask God to fix what's terrible. You go within and you ask Holy Spirit to show you what you're thinking and how, if it asks, does this thinking need to be changed? And if it does, how do I do that? I have a lot of conversations. I have them in writing. It's what we do in our Wednesday class. We, I do it in writing. I'll say, Spirit, tell me what I'm thinking. And I, I, it's impressive what I end up writing down. And I, and I will ask, uh, and, well, usually I can tell that this thought, this thought, this thought separates me from my brothers and my sisters. And if it does, I'll say, how would I change these thoughts? What are true thoughts that I could be having instead of these, these temporary thoughts, these finite thoughts? Because I don't want to say it's not God. But at the same time, I know they're not the God thoughts I want that <clears throat> remind me of my unity with all beings. So I, I need to go within and ask. I, I've reminded us all of this so many times. Do not go within and tell God how terrible things are. Do not try to convince God. Do not try to convince Holy Spirit that things are terrible. And, and somebody I know yesterday, oh, they, they posted something and I was, I was surprised. And they said, get a book and get some information. And I said, get a book on spirituality and learn empathy. You know, and, and so I, I, I go within to learn empathy because I struggled with empathy for a lot of years. It's like, oh, it's just simple. Just pray and do this. And it's not that simple. You got to heal this stuff. And for some of us, we can have an instantaneous healing. And for others of us, it takes a minute or two or a year to, to have a great healing. But do you want your healing? Do you really want to have your healing? So going within so that you don't confuse God was a magician, uh, and I would, I'll would i ask all of you right now, you can't raise your hand to me, but would you like to see yourself healed? Would you like to see the world healed? Or do you just want it to stop so you can go back to sleep and go be unconscious? Wouldn't most of us really just like to see it end and we can go back to pretending that people aren't bigots and racists and uh, hurt and damaged and wouldn't we like to forget all that? The problem is, while you're forgetting, it's still sitting there simmering. It's still on the stove simmering. As we have found out, it's been sitting on the hot plate and it's been simmering for years and years and years. And now it's out in the open. And so with it out in the open, we can heal it. We can transform thoughts of hate, thoughts of uh, disinterest, th corruption. We can transform all of it from a thought of separation into a belief in divine love. You see, God is still going to be God, but as Kenneth just saying about a firm foundation, we need our firm foundation so that as the wind blows, we don't topple over. We transform every thought of the absence of God. And that we may not be saying, oh, there's an absence of God here. You're not using those words. But look at your actions. Look at your words. Look at your anger, at your inappropriate anger 
those of you who have it, and I know some of you do because I've seen your postings. And, and so to look at that and, and say, oh, oh, I'm, I want to transform this into a belief in divine love. I want to hold to the possibility that love is, God is, peace is, joy is, intelligence is, and it is in me to demonstrate and to live in, and it's available to all beings. I can't force it on them, but I can be a shining power of example of divine love, that love is the only reality. And I've had some friends get angry with me when I say that, and they say, Sean, when you say that, people are going to think they just have to sit there and think about love. And I will tell you, no, they have to do everything they do, sit or standing, lying down or running around, focused on divine love. And if they're in an argument, they still need to be focused on divine love. And so now to look at your life, what do you want? You're in church today. I'm in church today. I came here because I want to remember and I want to develop a practice even though I'm afraid. I'm afraid to shift. A, so many of us are afraid to because we'll be embarrassed. You know, our cultured friends will think we're just Jesus freaks. Our, our uh, you know, our business associates. Oh, they won't do business with me if they think I go to a church. And I'll tell you something. A lot of Christians, they're not afraid. They're not afraid to tell everybody that they are a Christian and invite them to their church. They're not embarrassed by their church. And they, they end up having meetings and they get together and they do a lot more business because they have found a unity in God. Now, we may not agree with all the traditional Christians' practices, but the, the one I do like of theirs is they, they have a belief in God and they have a belief that it's safe to share that belief with people, with strangers, with friends, with family, with everybody. We're not here to badger people. We're not here to send somebody to hell if they don't come to our church. It's a good thing because we don't really have a hell to send them to. But to, to invite people into our sphere of divine love. Wouldn't you like everybody to join? This should no longer be a theory, but a holy invitation into joining us in love and light and wisdom and intelligence and the very presence that is. Relieve us of the bondage of self that we might better live in God's will. And I want to remind us all that God's will for us today is to be happy, joyous, and free. I'm going to read something here. Happy, joyous, and free. So let me read from the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. It's right in Matthew chapter 5. And it says here, let me, I want to make sure I'm reading the right one. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I am one of those people that thinks I will remember things. And then I get there and there's four choices. And I say, oh, it's that one. Okay. Oh, it's down there. Yay. So, the one I thought it was. 
although it's all good. Read the whole book. Mark 5, or Matthew 5, 38. With your eyes of judgment, you see many brothers doing different things. You judge the things they do as good things or bad things. Based on the judgments you have given to what they do, you judge your brothers as good or bad. And your judgments of them, you separate them from one another and from yourself. And so you see many sons where the Father of Heaven only sees one. For the Father of Heaven has declared he has only one son, and it's not Jesus. Uh, and that son is but an extension of himself. Stop judging your brothers as good or bad or different. Ask God within your heart to show himself to you. He will answer you by showing you that your brother's heart is the same as you, the same as yours. And so you and your brother must be the same and therefore one. For only by exceeding the laws of men to follow the law of the heart can you find the truth that lies hidden there. God is spirit and spirit is all there is. And so you and your brother must be spirit too. It is your heart that knows this truth. So it is by following your heart that you will be led to see the truth is true. So I'm going to ask something of us all. When we see one of our uh, brothers or sisters hurting one of our brothers or sisters, and hopefully it's not one of us that's doing it or having it done to us, but when we see that happening, when we see men and women making foolish, reprehensible, nasty remarks, we see them doing unkind, downright damaging things, I'm going to ask us all to take a moment to remember they want to be loved and they don't believe they can be. They are desperate to know love and they don't think they can. Would you go within and ask Holy Spirit, the Comforter within, the Christ within you that is awakened, and say, how? Is there any way I could help this being to know that they are loved? Because I know people who are loved don't hurt other people. Is there anything I could think, say, or do that will make the right difference? And I usually ask, beyond that, I say, Spirit, tell me it's something that I wouldn't be afraid to do. That I would have the courage, the fortitude, and the willingness to do. So all of us today remember, God is still God. We are still us. And so ask when you see someone hurting and those who are uh, inflicting pain are hurting as much as the ones who are receiving it. And how, spirit, how is there anything I could think, say, or do that will make a difference in the joy of this world? Because I know joy-filled people don't hurt other people. Thank you. Thank you.